Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, yes. so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay. Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus and living life on purpose for Him. I am so pumped up today because the woman we have on today is encouraged and inspired by Jesus to encourage other women to do what they've been called to do. But first, she wants you to ask, God for a vision. Today we are talking with Diana Dulamis and she is a small group leader at a church that my husband and I attend here in Pensacola called Upper Room Church. Um, she leads this awesome women's study that meets on Tuesday. I went today. It was wonderful. I can't wait to dive in to talk more with Diana about this, but the study is called on the website, Sisterhood of Grace. So if you want to go check it out, we'll talk more about how to connect with Diana later. But the study that they are doing is called Line Upon Line, which just takes you to the Bible to learn God's word line upon line. So how are you, Diana? Hi, I'm thrilled to be here today. Ricky Stewart, oh my gosh, lover of Temecula. I just don't even know how I could tell you no or anybody for that matter. It's yes. just hilarious to me. You can't. So I love Temecula. And like we talk about Temecula on the podcast a lot because those are my people. Like Temecula people are my people. And so at church, when you moved here, somebody said, oh, you have to meet Diana. She's from Temecula. And I've got like pictures on my phone that I love to show people of our time there was fabulous. And when I met you, I was like, oh my goodness, I have this jewelry on from Temecula. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, about your life in California, because you just moved here. If you don't mind just telling us a little bit about what you did in California. Right. Well, I just want to say I lived my whole life in California. There's beautiful places to live. And, um, you know, we lived in Newport. We vacationed um, in um, Lake Tahoe growing up up and and uh, our last house was located in Temecula they had a lot of extra space there and yeah. just a, a beautiful open space with 
horses were allowed and and just gave uh lent itself to a good family environment so that's how we ended up in Temecula and then when I met Ricky it just I'm like oh my goodness has she not been because there's way better places but at the same time it's it's a beautiful community so I have my real estate license for over 30 years and I didn't always sell real estate that whole time but I was always licensed and I started out in Huntington Harbor when I lived in Newport and um my husband and I were engaged at that time but Basically, we got married and we we did move to Temecula and we had our two sons there, which is amazing, and raised them there and uh, was able to put them in private school and um, just, uh, you know, with God, upholding God in in the word as as the curriculum was changing. And there was a time where I even homeschooled, actually. Um, We traveled all over the United States and it was incredible. Like the books just opened up, like we actually golfed at the oldest golf course in the United States, which is called the Lynx in Cape Cod. And we, we actually went to the Freedom Trail and the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. We watched a video before we went and we literally drove it in person and went under the water and just experienced life like that. We were to Boston more than 36 times and wow and learn history by going out and doing that and you know we're seeing a wave of that across the country now with parents pulling out their kids being able to work from home and traveling across the country so is there anything you could say to encourage maybe a mom out there or family member who's listening yeah sure um lots to say about that but some of the best time I ever spent actually was in the ministry with my kids uh, starting in the word of God and it was really powerful to me um, and I got saved with, uh, with my first son. So that's how I, I got saved, uh, overall. Really? That comes with a story. It's a blast. But for the most part, um, we just homeschooled during the middle school years. And had I had the forethought instead of just traveling across the United States to open the history books as we should have done world. <laughs> I mean, we need to go to Germany and we need to I mean, New Zealand. Since that time, I mean, I have met people that homeschooled and went around yeah. the world. And, and I just, uh, you know, I was just thrilled to do what I did. Exactly. And, uh, so, yeah, we need to spend a lot of time in Australia and we need to, get, to just go to all the islands. Like, I think the Bahamas has a lot of history. We need to go there. So. Yeah. But that, spending that time, that precious time with kids and teaching them how to read and, and and developing um, God's stories with the curriculum that we had and having um, the Lord in our lives throughout that curriculum was very, very powerful. And I think that that is really uh, part of the remedy to changing society is going back to that. Yeah. Just teaching with God back in the curriculum. You guys talked about Genesis a lot today in the small group. And I did go to Diana's small group. And I I do want you to share some of what we talked about today just to encourage the listener. You know, you didn't get to go or maybe you were there and you're listening to this. That's awesome. Like, we just pray that this time is an encouragement to you to use your position, no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love and to first just draw closer to Jesus. And um, he is our strength. Um, today in the Bible study, you were talking a lot about Genesis and if our country would just like go back to the book of Genesis and just see how that played out, like we just need to get back down to the, to the basics of like, what does the Bible say? And let's go do that. I I know that, um, a lot of people disagree, but it's 
God's word has never failed. And you talked about that today. Yeah. So, well, one of the great things I think of the subject matter today was just the running theme throughout the whole Bible, starting from Genesis moving forward. And um, God wanted his people to be spoken over and have a blessing. And he wanted them to have a vision about their his will in their life and what he wants to do. And I see that um, by just me even talking about what is God calling you to do? Because so many women don't know. I'd say start with the basics of what his word actually tells us to do, you know, to, um, to, you know, honor your husband and your marriage and um, lead a life that's, that's pure and wholesome and be about your own business mm-hmm. and um, take care of your family and um, allow um, your husband to rise up in the role that he's called to do. And, yeah. And just the beauty of a woman and the supportiveness of a, of a family. But also, God has called each one to an individual role. And I think that that is revealed the more that we are attending Bible studies and encouraged with other women in mm-hmm. our studies yeah. uh, to find our specific niche. And something through the years uh, in in Temecula, I had um, over 25 ladies coming to my house every single week for seven years. And it kind of just started miraculously. I got back from Ethiopia and I got a call um, and turns out God started three ministries uh, when we got back, one with me and one with another group I went with mm-hmm. and another um, person that I went with too. Amazing. And, it was, and he just started it. How it came to me was my friend yeah. that I worked out at the gym with, because we got to have our morning miracle oh, yeah. routine, right? Exactly. Yes. So, yes. so I get a call from um, a gal I worked out with, and um, she she wasn't walking with the Lord, but she said her mom was. So she called me, uh, and she said, "Hey, uh, my mom's dying of stage four cancer. Can you some friends come to our house and teach a Bible study?" And I was like just blown away because all these people were praying about what we're going to do. And so we show up a week later, the mom even said the time 1130 to one. And so I left that time, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that she had designed and we walked into the house and it was just the most incredible anointing I could have ever imagined. The mom, if you're a dying mom, what would the one thing you'd want to hear is the gospel said to your girls and both of her girls were in the room along with three of my other friends. And just the way that the book was provided, like one of the girls of my friends just moved in the area. She had five books by a, her favorite author was Elise Fitzpatrick. She's mm-hmm. a author down in Vista, okay. um, California. And uh, it's Comforts from the Cross. And so that was the mom's favorite author. And my one friend was handing those books out so she had five on her shelf. Wow. So she goes, hey, I've got this book. When I told her about it, and she goes, shall I shall I bring it? And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> so we, we looked at it beforehand and showed up a week later with the book. And it turned out it was the mom's favorite author, Aww. which was so amazing. Yeah. And bottom line is the first thing in the book was the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there's both of her daughters. One is not saved. And she's the one that asked me, my friend, you know, and the other one flew in from Seattle to spend time and she was going to a Jewish synagogue. Mm -hmm. And here we are sharing the gospel of grace with these women. And it was just 
absolutely just majestic the way that that Bible study opened up. We all mm-hmm. had chills, and um, the daughter from uh, the Greek uh, for the synagogue said, I have never heard the grace of God presented so well mm. in my life. I've never heard it. Yeah, It's the love of God. And the mom was just elated because, you know, she di- she ended up dying five weeks later. Oh. Then we didn't know where to have the Bible study, right? Yes. So it's so funny. So next thing you know, it's at my house. And um, for seven years, I had women coming in my house just sharing. So the Bible study started after you went to Ethiopia. Yes. So... You told this to me earlier today. So for the person who's listening, you know, just pretend like you were a part of our conversation. I'll catch you up. <laughs> Pretty much Diana tells me she's in church and for the first time she hear, hears God's voice about you're going to Ethiopia. Somebody comes in, shares that they're doing a missions trip. They're going to Ethiopia. She hears God's voice so clearly. And what did he say? Yeah. So it was right after the girls from Nigeria were taken and we're sitting in a very large church in Southern Cal Temecula. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's hilarious. <laughs> and um, and uh, there is my friend up on stage. He's in charge of the global ministry and some guys from Ethiopia, interpreters and such. And it was just wild because... She says, yes, we're, they showed a clip and we're looking for people to partner with us and, um, and maybe go with us. And as soon as she said that, I looked at my husband and nudged him and I said, I'm going. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, what? And, uh, I said, um, yeah, right. What? You know, you're right. Cause the girl's from Nigeria were just taken. It was dangerous. Right. So anyways, um, it just never left me. And I went to a subsequent meeting because it just never left me. And I walked out of that meeting. I called my husband right there from the church parking lot and said, hey, babe, you got to go to the next meeting. Yep. This was a couple weeks now had transpired. He went to the meeting with me and I walked in and I'm like, where's all the people? Because it's that voice behind your ears. And I, I just had never heard it so clear in my life. It was God in, in that sweet voice saying, I want you to go to Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And just amazing. Um, it was on human trafficking and the love of God. Mm-hmm. And we had to train on cubes and take a bunch of suitcase stuff with us. Mm-hmm. We flew in chickens and hens well in advance. Yeah, I got all my shots and everything in a very short week. <laughs> And we went over there and we just had literally the time of our life. There was an 11 group that we we got together across the United States. And there was one other from my church. And that one other was the husband of the wife who was heading up the global missions. Wow. So when we got back from Ethiopia, Mm -hmm. after visiting, gosh, we are talking mud huts. Mm -hmm. We walked for an hour uh, and to see the mud huts and the people that lived in them just welcomed us. They, mm-hmm. they were making coffee. They would spend 45 minutes grinding up coffee and just showing us great love to come in their, their place with their mm-hmm. animals and goats and kids. And it was just so heartwarming to me. And the interpretation um, interpreters that were there just helped us out and it was really cute because at the end of um, one of our meetings there in the villages, um, a, a gal come up afterwards because mm-hmm. they just can't believe that we would fly all their way to come to their 
I mean, that's a long flight. They're very remote village. Yeah. And to share the love of Jesus with them, they just couldn't fathom that. And she she told the interpreter, you know, never seen a white person before. And yeah. And it's just like with the Lord, there's just, there's just, it's just a level playing field. He yeah. just loves each one of us so much. And, yeah. and you're gorgeous. So you probably walk well. in smiling and she's like, this is a miracle. Like, yeah. you're beautiful. You love Jesus. God is love. Like, tell me more, you know? I don't know. But he just, when they touched, they touched me for the, and gave me a hug. And it was like, it was really powerful in their life. And it was in my life too. Mm-hmm. But when we came into those villages, nothing has changed in 2,000 years. It was, if you were wealthy, you had two oxen plowing. Um, mostly it was one oxen mm-hmm. and the dad and um, the kids putting the seeds behind or the mom and making the plant. Mm-hmm. And then they pray for rain. And um, it, it's just really incredible to read when I read the Bible, how much that comes alive, you know, yeah. but also just to know the ministries, like I said, were started from, from that time, yes. those 11 days yeah. and what they meant to the people and the churches that were planted and the people that came alongside and then decided to move their whole families there were just amazing. And then yeah. also start a breakfast club to feed these children that don't even have clean water and let alone how are they going to get to school. And it's it's a really interesting thing because I know that this life um, in our own country, you know, um, the needs are very great, mm-hmm. but they don't even have welfare system. Yeah, they don't even have like Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just, they just need our help. It's, they exactly. Need, they need help. Like and if, if we were to go to another country, like Ethiopia, like for example, my husband and I went to Haiti. We came back and I cried about Aww. the opportunity to get a soda. That's why I cried. I was like, literally, <laughs> I can get a soda. Like they don't have the opportunity to microwave mac and cheese, you know, and that's what my kids live off of. Like it just, it it will blow you away when you go somewhere else and realize that someone right now in another country is praying for rain for their food to grow. That's right. And I have goosebumps right now, but when our pastor over the weekend was talking about God provides the increase that really changes the game to make it not so selfish of like God provides the increase in my life and my job and my finances and X, Y, Z. God, you provide the increase. You do what you want. And I am surrendered to that. And they, I want to say they have kind of no choice, but like to surrender to God, because if they were to go against it, I don't know. I mean, God's still full of grace, but I just, I feel like that intimate connection with Jesus is so much more from their hut than from our self-focused, isolated America, you know? Well, I think that uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ is so powerful and resides, it just resounds around the world. And the message, it doesn't fail to affect you and me right now, Mm -hmm. as we're just even talking about how great he is and how we need the Savior and how he rescues us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that... um, there were many people in a village that actually were very close to it. In fact, uh, we I mentioned we flew in chickens and hens. 
uh, and that was to get their attention. We we partnered with the, the government also then to build uh, something to house the chickens and hens and to provide feed ongoing. But that was the start for some people to yeah. have anything, really. But we, we did go into another village. Um, you see the message of Jesus. It's such a, a unique message. And like in the 1040 window, you know, less than 2% of all are believing. In Mm -hmm. Turkey, where the seven churches of Revelation were written, those churches are gone. They Muslim or Islamic Mm -hmm. is is the main religion. Only 2% is Christianity. Wow. And so when we look at going anywhere right here in our backyard, right here in Pensacola, even, or at the beach, you know, Pensacola Beach, wherever we go, that the message is so real and so resounding because we are, we are desperate for his word. And that's what I love about teaching other women line upon line, the word, because most, most women haven't read their whole Bible Mm -hmm. and God had called me to it early. Like, when I got saved um, 29 years ago, actually almost to the day this this week, mm-hmm. um, wow. I was pregnant with my first son, and um, and it was just a great story how it came out. But um, I had been married in the Greek Orthodox Church, so but my one friend from Louisiana. She says, I'm living in sin. I need to rededicate my life. Will you take me to church? And she's from Louisiana, so it's hilarious. And <laughs> so I you guys had like a really good brunch afterwards. <laughs> so it was, it was hilarious because, um, so I go to my husband, right? Yeah. Because she's wanting me to go to church. And my husband says, take her to the Greek church. Now, believe me, God's in the Greek church too. So uh, please, <laughs> but, but I go, honey, I've got to take her to church. I go, the Greek church, half of it is in Greek and I don't understand the other half. Yeah. And, um, and he goes, okay, take her to the church she wants to go. So I got like the okay to take her to church. So we show up at a particular church and, 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 and y'all are just happy to be there. And we were just super happy to be there. And, <laughs> And it was, uh, it was just a busy time for the church. And, yeah. you know, she was like, you know, I, she goes, my hairdresser knows of another church. We'll go next week. And, uh, and I go, okay. So we church hop basically, yeah. which, oh my goodness. And you're pregnant. It's hilarious. Yes, I am. With this, and with this other woman from Louisiana and you're from California. She's my best friend at the time. Yeah. And all I know is I looked at my husband and I said, Honey, she's living in sin, and she was. She, she's living with a guy, twenty acres, had his own airplane, had his eighty-six foot yacht down yeah. in San Diego Harbor, and you know, twenty-acre ranch, and you know, and you know, he. And she's like, I need Jesus, and she's I like, don't need these things. I gotta get back to Jesus. It's yes. so true, and it's yes. so, such a real story. Yes. And anyway, so the next week, um, we show. Oh, oh, I looked at my husband. And I go. I have to get her to church. She's living in sin. Yeah. Like, I don't even relate to myself at this point, right? Because, yes. you know, yeah. anyways, bottom line, this is the way the gospel is. It's it's meant for me. It's Amen. it's meant for everybody, but yes. it starts first, right? Yes. In, the, in the heart of, of the person. Amen. And um, so anyways, next week we show up and it was a Calvary chapel. And I had never been to a forum like that where the worship was incredible. There was a a gal that was uh, singing and she was pregnant. And it's a greatest story because she's singing this incredible song. And my friend looks over to me and she goes, I think they're singing that song for you. (laughs) 
You're like, uh, yeah. And later you learn that's the Holy Spirit. And, and it was great. He cares about you. And <laughs> yeah. And so the next thing you know, at the end, the pastor makes an altar call. And that's an important thing, by the way, to, to ask if somebody's been saved or, do you, you know. So yes. anyways. Amen. That's in the Bible. Like you're supposed to make it available to everyone. You're yeah. like, if you don't know yeah. Jesus, we want to introduce you to Jesus. <laughs> His name is Jesus. Hi. Nice to yeah. meet you. And yeah. uh, he's the son of God. And he came to this earth. He lived. He was like flesh and blood. He lived. He was perfect. He made no mistakes, no sin. He died for our sins. Um, He rose on the third day and he's coming back. He's coming back and we're to be eagerly awaiting his coming. And it's going to be so exciting. But it was hilarious because at the end of that service, literally she, she rededicated her life. And I, I raised my hand and, and gave my life to the Lord. And it was just so neat because the way that the church was, they all rallied around us at the, you know, afterwards. And it just felt like a family right from yeah. day one. Amen. And it was so cool because five years later, my son is in the same kindergarten class as the girl that sung the song the day that I gave my life to the Lord. Amazing. And um, I was able to share that story with her. Uh, that, um, you know, and we, we both had a child the same because she was pregnant yeah. singing the song and it was just really cool how that went full circle. Exactly. But our lives never were the same. My life changed, like was never the same after that. Really? And oh, a hundred percent. Like a new heart. Completely different. Yes. All of a sudden I, I am weeping that my husband isn't saved and yeah. tell, you know, like I thought he was right. Cause yeah. Uh, anyways, and then, and she totally changed her life too. This is the witness of it. Yeah. We prayed her existing husband into existence. Yeah. Her gentleman that she was with, she's living in sin. <laughs> I'm living in sin. Bought I her, church. bought her a condo and a BMW and sent her to dental school and she changed her life completely. <laughs> And she's married now to the yeah. same husband, and it's just been a great journey. It's so. crazy how God provides those relationships that you don't know you need. But if you're tuned into Jesus and you want it, like you want that relationship with God, you want to walk in his will, like you were talking about, you said, start with the basics, making those little changes, God will provide. And something we were talking about today is that God is, well, God is not slow. You know, the Bible says God is not slow in keeping his promises, but like, When we are experiencing life and things are happening and we're walking in his will, we're starting with the basics, it feels slow. Like it feels like (laughs) forever, but it's not when you look back and you tell stories about at 29 years old, I was pregnant and the woman who was singing worship music was also pregnant and we raised our kids together and they went to a private Christian school where my kids learned about Jesus and are now men. Like that's just... It's not, that's not slow. It's like fast. It like flew by. You yeah, know? it's so true. Yeah. yeah. The the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, and this might be a little complex, but the point of the question is that to encourage the person listening, you go to Ethiopia, you're already a believer. You're like, my God has told me I'm going to Ethiopia in a church service. When you go to this class for more information or this like informational session with your husband you said no one was there and what I want the person to know who's listening is like I'm like for lack of a better term I want to say like being obedient and taking a step of faith is not sexy (laughs) I don't know what to say like (laughs) it's not gonna be 
uh, all lights on you, camera action, go for it, baby, work it. It's not no, like you're in the spotlight. It's like Jesus is in, the, is in the spotlight and you're being obedient to be a servant of him. 100%. It's, it has nothing to do with you, everything to do with him. Yes. And what he does in your life are just these little miracles that you can't help but turn around and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. And the harvest is 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 ripe and the, the laborers are few. Yes. And so that's why they all laughed at me when I walked in about where's all the people because I could not have possibly been the only one to hear this yeah. out of thousands of people in the in the you know in the church and it turns out one other did hear and it was just just one of those connections that um, only he could do and does and then he multiplied it so two people come in three ministries start from that trip, what that was a step of faith. So the encouragement and all of this is to encourage you to start with the basics, to encourage you to walk in God's will, because I mean, we don't want to say like walk in his ways and you're going to get a harvest, but like follow his principles and he's going to bring you success. It's going to be his success and his timing. God provides the increase. And it's probably not what you think. Like I was telling you a little bit about my story. I wanted to do broadcasting because that's what I felt like God had called me to do. But when I was a child, I thought it was to make me famous. But what I learned, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I'll be rich and me out a copy. Hallelujah. You know, but what I've learned from that experience is that it's about decreasing our name and increasing God's name, John 3.30, and doing what he's asked us to do, not in our own strength. You know, I always know when I'm getting real anxious and like anxiety driven, I'm like, there's a million things to do, da, 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 and I'm like trying to accomplish I'm working in my own strength. I'm getting burned out. Right. That's not what God wants for me. Taking a pause, remembering God wants us to live an abundant life and then walking in that. So I would like you to encourage the person listening because the story that you just shared about taking a leap of faith and going to that meeting and then going to Ethiopia and then coming back and going to a woman's home who was dying to just tell her about Jesus. And then that spurs into seven years of a women's Bible study. All of that to say, wow, look what God has done in your life. But I would love for you to encourage the person listening to just take that next step to do what God has called them to do. Yeah. So I think the first thing that we need to look at is, you know, the condition of our hearts and, and how can we join with other women? If you're a woman, men, if you're a man Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and start with, um, you know, surrounding yourself with, um, with the word of God. And that comes in many forms. Um, you know, people that, that are modeling that, um, a Bible study, which is what I love the most. I mean, I, I think God's word is just so amazing. I mean, the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, that they found, um, snippets of every single book, except for Esther, is so accurate and right off the heels of first century writings Mm -hmm. that um, it lends itself to credibility and just the beauty of God's word. And he, everything you need to know is in that book. Yes. So my encouragement is if, you know, get with other people of like minds, it could be couples too, if you want to do a couples group, and and start learning and opening the word line upon line. And I do invite you to come to the Upper yes. Room Church. We we are just doing amazing things at the Upper Room Church in yes. Pensacola Beach, at the beach, at yeah. the Beach Church. And 
Um, it's 1130 to one on Tuesdays. And I think the word of God changes lives and uh, because it's his word, it's mm-hmm. the word of Jesus that he spoke over us. And yeah. so, and then from there, the basics are all in the book. And then from there, just be praying, you know, when you are saved, you, he sends you the deposit, the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, just listen to that inner voice. It's, it's an, an incredible voice and it's resounding and uh, undeniable. And it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. And it's not something I experience often in, in yeah. that audible sense, but it's very powerful. So, yeah, you were talking about today, a really hard subject. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great subject, though. It's, it's good in times in times. So and everybody was willing to learn more. And you, sister, you were going line by line. You were not swaying. As soon as you interjected something of like off that scripture to explain something further, you said, and you can find that in Luke 16. Let's go to Luke 16 right now. We're going to read that. I was just like, Lord Jesus, yes, (laughs) because the laborers are few, you know, and it takes work to say, oh, I have a question about that. Let me Google it or let me look at my Bible where it says that or, oh, here's this Bible study that's actually line by line. It's about the Bible. It's not about how I feel today. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really yeah. incredible. And it's a lot different opening your Bible than it is to Google something because yes. the Bible will give you context. Yes. And I think so often uh, that's one of the things that I love the most is God showed me that life is in context mm-hmm. and it's on his timing. It's his timing. And I think that um, like last week we compared the book of Matthew with the book of Revelation. I mean, he tells us everything that we could ever possibly want to know. And it's so, so great. And he, he is faithful to just show me that. Like, yes, he's doing it. He's showing it. And I'm just sharing. Yes. There's so much in Matthew. Okay. Okay. This is like <laughs> Matthew another 24. Podcast. Yeah. We're going to have to, we're going to have to come back. <laughs> You're going to have to come back. You're just going to have to come back and we're going to have a Bible study. Um, this has been super encouraging. Um, the... Last question we ask every guest is what Bible verse is encouraging you in this season? I mean, I just want to keep talking to you, but just for the sake of the listener and the time that we're doing today, like we're going to, we're going to go to the scripture. So, okay. So I, I love that question. And I think even today this came up, uh, he shows me a lot of things, but this particular one, I guess is for the light of the day. And that's the the people perish without a vision. Mm -hmm. And I think what he's saying is that his ways are so much higher and we, the devil, wants you to just be lackadaisical and just be floating through this life. But that is not the way of Jesus. Mm-mm. He says, I want you to think bigger than that. He goes, he, he wants to empower you to, to dream and, and do something great that's going to impact a great harvest because the harvest is ripe. And I think the vision, it starts with vision. Uh, well, it starts with prayer and, and Jesus in your heart, but, uh, and, and of course, repentance, you yes. know, it's, it's, it's the model prayer really, uh, you know, forgiveness, I think is such a key point too. We could talk a whole day about that. Right. But I know I'm sorry, you guys, I don't want to like, <laughs> let, like, let this, if you feel like you want to learn more from Diana, let this be encouragement to you to like, 
if you're in the local area just to come to the, to the small group yeah on Tuesday. tuesdays upper room church yeah if you feel it's a on pool, the website yeah it's on the website upper room if you want to know more if you want to dive in more if this is like a pull on your heart to like want to know more <laughs> that we're cutting down this conversation just come on yeah super um uh, super great to have uh, new people, even if it's one day. Yeah. Um, so. Yes. So the Bible verse that's encouraging you in the season is? Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, And it says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is one who keeps the law. So God wants us to have a path and a vision and know his will without understanding it. It just, um, we're lost. And, um, and also he wants us to be joyful. Yep. So, yeah, I, I just looked over new living translation when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Yes. They run wild. Yeah. That just like makes me think of somebody like butt naked (laughs) running down (laughs) the street going, ah, (laughs) like you don't want to do that. Like you really do not want to do that. But accepting divine guidance is something that. We've talked about today about how the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, Joanne was talking about how the Holy Spirit will guide you. Yes. If you're willing to listen and to take that next basic step. Yeah, it's a surrendering. <laughs> it's a surrendering of heart and will uh, to do something greater and, and live life on purpose, really. Amen. Hallelujah. This is awesome. Um, Again, if you want to check out Sisterhood of Grace, where they're doing a study called Line Upon Line, just go to upperroompensacola.com and check out their Bible study that meets on Tuesday from 1130 to 1 if you're local. Um, And just thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Diana, for coming on and sharing what God has on your heart. And uh, yeah. Well, Ricky, I I just want to thank you so much for being uh, such a great host. And, um, I'm not the talent. I'm not. The and absolutely to to have me in your presence, it's just so joyful, and you really are doing something great. And it's just an honor to be here today. I want to thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. That means a lot. You're awesome, and somebody I admire and look up to in the church. Not only for your um, your spiritual walk, like how you're learning and loving the Lord, learning from and loving the Lord, but also in sales. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> love it i'm look, i'm looking i'm like all right what are we doing next what's the next thing to yes do? So, i think we have some things to do <laughs> we do um at the end of every podcast we always pray so join us wherever you are and whatever you're doing join us in prayer and we're just going to talk to jesus jesus thank you so much for today thank you for all that you are doing in our lives i pray that you bless the person listening right now that you just reach out to them in that special way like Diana talked about at the Sunday worship service where the worship leader was also pregnant. God, do something marvelous today to show the person listening your glory to where they know it's you and only you. Jesus, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon.
Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. This is amazing!